0: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment
2: to talk more than football.
3: The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium.
1: Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fortune. and tonight joining me I've got Dave, I've got Steve who's riddled with the Rona. I've got Ben who's, uh, I think it's just your first appearance or your second appearance this season, Ben. Uh, you know, you've got a lovely short hair. Uh, he's not been around because he, obviously he's been in prison looking at him. And I've got <laughs> Simon as well. Uh, so uh, we've got a couple of games to get through tonight. We've got our uh, first loss in the league and our first goal conceded to talk about. Uh, we've also got our uh, pizza trophy, under-15s, Newcastle, home... TPP points extravaganza coming up. We're going to talk about that. Um, but first of all, let's let's you know. Let's. Uh, how are you feeling, Steve? You all right?
0: Yes, yeah, um, I feel all right. Um, finally, finally, eighteen months later, I finally come down with it. Um, the wife's got it. The kids have got it. Um, lessons to be learned. Don't host barbecues. Um, <laughs> in, in um, yeah. I tell you know, what,
1: if, if anybody, if anybody out there listening has, has had it, I it absolutely floored me. I don't know, I don't know if any of you guys got it. It floored me in terms of the the neck ache and the uh, the smell thing and the taste. I tell you what, you can look forward to though, Steve, is the bit where you lose a load of weight because you don't eat because you can't taste it and uh, you, you don't see a point in doing it. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? But. But my love to the family, and I hope you uh, recover soon. So let's get yeah. on with some football. Let's uh, let's talk about that now. Uh, let's talk about Morecambe, a uh, trip away at the seaside. Um, and I think it was it was last week that I said we, we all predicted 2-0, 3-0, and I went, well, but I'm probably going to be a meme if uh, if they end up doing us 1-0. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? So, uh, Simon, I'll come to you first. Uh, first goal conceded by Sheffield Wednesday, and it was Edeneran. Uh, So tell tell us about it. What was your day like? Um, It was a good day, actually.
4: Nice weather. uh, Nice few beers. Horrible journey up there. Ben went up as well. It was a horrible journey. up. I think everybody was going on holiday, going up to the lakes in Scotland. Um, I said last week, and we all spoke about having a spine of the team and keeping the back four, back five together. And I think it was down to injuries. We lost uh, another player in the back four. We went to a back three. And um, for me personally, I know Ben was there as well. I think it showed at first. We looked a little jittery, looked a little bit nervous. Um, It upset uh, the, the formation of the team. But saying that, we absolutely battered them. We battered them. And, and uh, they played some absolutely lovely football. Some, played some great, great football. And then a little mistake conceding the corner and he knew what was going to happen. They, they scored. And and then they just sat, sat everybody back uh, behind the ball, took the time, time wasted. But one worrying thing was that there didn't seem to be... We swapped a few players around and, and it didn't work. We had the last... In injury time, the last few minutes in injury time, we rallied, tried to get the equaliser, but it, it didn't work. Um, again, we played that one up front with with, with Gregory. Um, brought Canberry on and, and the, the, the Canadian guy, uh, uh, Corby. I'll tell you um,
1: what, I like the way you did that. That, that had a French
4: flourish, you know, um, know what I mean? Well, yeah. there is, you know, so it is from Canada. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, he, I think he ran, he had about 15 minutes. Um, I think some of the guys who went on Tuesday nights saw a bit more of him. Um, yeah, it was, and then Morecambe celebrated like it was their cup final when they, when they won.
1: Well, I, 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 you know, I, I think we would have done if we'd have been in that, you know, if we'd have got, uh, seen that, that didn't were going against Manchester City, we'd have been exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, ben, <laughs> did it have an element of, these are easy, we're going to beat these and should we have really stuck to our original game plan that's seen us so well through the season so far, did we change what we did? Did it have an element on that?
2: No, I don't really think so. I agree with Simon that maybe the change at the back did make us look a little bit jittery just sort of with Hutchinson's injury him having to drop out and having to put Palmer in on the left side of the left side centre half um, but we as Simon said, we we battered them, especially at first half. Create a chance after chance, at the bar, <clears throat> George Byers it the post in the second half. We had so many chances flash across goal. Um, and it were only really after going one 0 down that we, we didn't look very creative. I think it just shocked us a bit that we had gone one down seeing as um how
1: Dominant we'd been. Um, there's a there's a definite change in the uh, in the in the highlight reel when you start it, and it's all very much uh, it's all very much um, we're creating this, we're doing this long range strike this, long range strike that, and then as the after the goal, all of a sudden what we saw creeping back in Ben was Bannon dropping deep again to try and pull the strings. did you, did, did you get a sense of that's what happened again? Yeah, I think there was.
2: I think it would doubt the ch- probably the doubt the changes that we made with Camberry coming on it down the left side and Corbinial coming on down the right, but yeah, he he was dropping deeper, which I, I don't think helped. I think we've we've all said over the last couple of years that when that's happened, and that has happened because we've been that reliant on him, and it's it's changed at the start of this season because we brought people like George Byers in, Adeniran, Lewis Wing who takes the pressure off, especially byers, I think, because. Wing players a bit higher up, but buyers is the one that really sits deeper. That we've seen Bannon doing the last few years, which is freeing Bannon up to just play higher up the pitch. Um, yeah, it was disappointing, but there were a few people booing them, which is ridiculous because oh, we I think did we have about 18, 18 shots to their... Yeah, we, we did. Absolutely smashing! <laughs> no, now, I, I can't, be, I can't be going
1: booing them after that. After this I know game. what you I mean. Now, Steve, did you see? Like, did you did you get the sense that you know when sometimes something goes like goes wrong like this? And let us be honest, right? It's football. If it, if every result was going to go the way it was supposed to, I'd be a bloody millionaire every week, and I could say that for twenty five quid Sky Bet Club. You know what I mean? Like, I I saw more people going. I can't believe people are slagging the team off. Than actually, people slagging the team off, or did you actually see a few a few bits on social media?
0: No, I'd agree with you. I don't think there was too much negative feeling. I think the I don't know if it's a a sign of the times or something to you know to signify a a more sustained change in how things are around the club at the moment. But there's even though we've lost, we're still second. Yeah, Uh, I didn't see. On socials, too much negativity. I I know that Ben was saying, um, and I saw somewhere else. It might have been a chat that somebody else had put on somewhere that um, there, there was a little bit of booing. But but other than that, you know, I think we've he, he's earned the right with the the, the business that we've done, um, the players that we've brought in, and the, you know the the position that we are in the table, and the fact that let's be right, we've absolutely battered them, even though we've not we've not won the game. Um, I think that's carried a little bit of, of, of good faith, if you like. Um, I don't think there's any any need to panic. Um, I wasn't overly concerned. I think I said on Saturday, we're going to lose games uh, this season. Nobody's going to go, even though Ben didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we're never going to go the full season without without losing a game or two, we'll, and we'll lose again. Um, but as things are standing at the moment, I think all things are pointing in the right direction. And given the the overhaul of the squad that we've had, um I still think we're a couple of weeks away from knowing what the best 11 is. I still think that that more is a way away from knowing that. I think the activity that we'll, we'll probably talk about a little bit later in terms of the front line is going to be, you know, that's going to dictate what that first 11 is going to look like a little bit going, you know, into the, the, the coming weeks and months. Um, until we get to that point, probably the cliche of looking at the table at Christmas, probably around that time, we, st- we need to start thinking about, you know, the performances and what, where we are, the 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 dust is still settling in League One at the moment, isn't it? So uh,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, there's there there's also an argument the fact that Sunderland are top, and uh, they've been down there three three years now. They should know how this bloody league works now. You know what I mean? Because uh, I think they they got a sense of entitlement when they first went down there, thinking they were going to bounce straight back up and. They, they get so close, but yet so far.
3: I think, Dan, I think you mentioned, Dan, this is a sort of game, exactly the sort of game that we were going to come up across sooner rather than later. With, with the way the season started, we had those local sort of South Yorkshire derbies and we had that game away at Charlton that we started with. So this this is almost, this is a, a perfect example of the sort of game that we're going to have to get used to grinding out. And on this instance, yes, we played very well. Um, Morecambe perhaps rode the luck at times and they took a chance and, and we've, We've been beaten, but it's probably as well that it happened now in the way that it's happened. Uh, and it's not all that unexpected. And it's probably, like I say, it's probably good because have we, had we gone three and four and five and six and ten games unbeaten, then you get hype. You then start getting, um, you know, individuals in the team starting to think this is going to be a canter or a cakewalk. It probably is better. And it is probably better for Moore and his team to have a look at players who have, um, turned out in that game perhaps not stepped up perhaps not um, adjusted to the game as well as they'd hoped so it is, they might have learnt more from that game and losing it um, than had we pinched the 1-0 win so it might, it's, it might actually set us better in the long term
0: one thing I would say on just on that is I did see somebody had posted something on socials about oh if, if we miss out on promotion or the playoffs by three points, well you know, we're gonna come back look back on, mm-hmm. on Morecom away and rule that. If we're missing out on promotion or playoffs by three points, it's not because of Morecambe, it's because over the duration of the season. Yeah. We haven't yeah, picked yeah. enough to get promoted or get into the playoffs. So anybody with that sort of mentality needs to give their head a wobble, quite frankly, because that's not how it works. It's it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And mm-hmm. if we're not so, going to go up this year, which is the worry, we and I, I, I do think um, for all the positivity, positivity that we're talking about, let's be right, we're going to be in an absolute state if we're not in and around it come the end of the season. And all the positives will become negatives whether Moore's there or not, because there will be another squad overhaul Let's make no mistakes about it. The players that have come in are here to play for Sheffield Wednesday in League One for two, three years. That that squad has been built to get us up this year, um, and I think you know, in in eight, nine months' time, if we're if we're not there, expect to see the likes of Iorfa, um, Adinier, and Windass. One or two others will, will, will say thanks, but no thanks. You've been thanks. You've been a wonderful audience, literally. Um, but I'm going to go and apply my trade at a higher level.
4: I think to I mean, take look, out if you, if you take out the game on Saturday, obviously we, we lost the three points, but the, the positivity I would take out of it is is how well we played. We played some sublime football at points. Um, Adeniran was superb. They lumped him, kicked him all over the place. They obviously did a job. They did a job on him because they, they'd obviously seen that he was one of our key players. I thought Bayers had a, a fantastic game. Other than not scoring, I thought Lee, Lee Gregory had a great t- game. Um, I thought I don't Johnson. Nobody that that, that no. really had a poor game. No, they, they all have, and you know what? You know what? I think I said this to Ethan. If we would got one goal, um, I don't think we would have won by one nil. I think we no, would have been three, four, five nil. I think mm. we would have absolutely battered them. It would have opened, and we were just unfortunate with that own goal, um, and and I, and I, and I think that was down to. Um, it, it was a mistake that led to the to the to the corner and I think that was down to the fact that we played unfortunately we had to play three at the back um due to injuries um so I, I can only take anything but positives from it you know I, I thought we played really really well and and you'll go to some places and play crap and, and get and get three points you know and, absolutely
1: and, yeah. absolutely and it was only really our like like Dave touched upon it was only really our second proper fixture. You know what I mean? There's there's the hype around the first fixture. Then there's two local derbies. So it's literally Fleetwood and Morecambe. uh, And we've won one and lost one, essentially. But the one we've lost, we've battered. So, like I say, it's it's not time to push the panic button
2: yet, right? Yeah. I mean, look at it this way. If we go through the season by winning three, losing one and drawing one every five games, we're going to
1: be top two. And that's why he's on the show, ladies and gentlemen, doing his <laughs> own work on that. And and maths this week, apparently. So that's, uh, that's all right. So uh, we're not too down. We're not too worried. You know, the performance is there. And as daft as it sounds, I think there'd have been a point last season that even if we lost one nil every game, as long as the players turned up and there was a performance there, we'd have gone, do you know what? We tried. That's football. It's the way it goes. Um, but, you know that's that is football and that is the way it goes, and we end up losing at the seaside where uh, where Eric took his name. So um, you know we're not we're not going to lose our minds about it. Uh, fast forward now three or four days, and we uh, we were taking on Newcastle under 15s uh, uh, in the uh, in the Pizza Windscreens Trophy. Um, now, in terms of this competition, before we get to the game itself, I I had one of the best days out of my life going to Wembley in 2016. Like, genuinely, it was nice that it happened because last time I went, was, you know, 30 years ago. So it was nice that it happened um, at Wembley um, and I had a great day. And, and wouldn't we like to do that again? You know, Simon, come on, you'd have a, you'd have another day out, wouldn't you? Oh, God,
4: absolutely. You want to take it serious? I, I, know, I know this competition has its detractors and and, and I, I probably voiced that last week in regards to the fact that, obviously, premiership teams are allowed to field, field their reserve teams um but saying that if we got to the final we'd take what 40 45000 fans we'd have yeah, we be asking heart. for more tickets will not we you no know, um i i went in 91 i went uh in 93 to the semi final and and two uh three finals um and then obviously went to cardiff and i went um to our last uh, visit to wembley it it, it <laughs> It'd be a fantastic day out. It doesn't really matter what cup it is and who it's sponsored by, whether it be Pizza Company or Vanarama or whatever. Um, It's some silverware. I'd like to see us get to the final. I think it'd be a great day out. It'd be a great day out for all of us. So let's not detract from it. We need some success and success builds
1: success, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I mean. It's one of them where it it filters through the the team. Now, 3-0, Ben, ain't a shabby result, is it?
2: No, and again, we look at the stats on that one, and I think that was even more dominant than the Morecambe game. We had about 70% possession. Um, it was just a lovely, pleasant game to go and watch, wasn't
1: it, really? Because- <laughs> I don't think anybody's there's ever there's said no that pressure. about what's Wednesday, mate. I don't think that's ever happened. No, that, that that's
2: what was so good about it. But, yeah, it, it was just, a, as I say, a nice game to go and watch. We played some good football which you shouldn't really be expecting ALS against Newcastle's 21s, but you beat who was in front of you and that's what we did. We could have had a lot more. And I think it were the same as the Morecambe game. If we'd have got, if we'd have got this goal against Morecambe around the same time as we did against Newcastle, the same result would have happened, to be honest. yeah. yeah. I don't,
3: one of the things I'd seen, I didn't see the whole game, I didn't manage to get to it for obvious reasons, but um, obviously you have to kind of have it with the caveat of who we're up against, but from what I saw with the highlights, what I quite like to see and anybody who was at the match might be able to just um, confirm this. I thought wing with Bannon absent filled in that role as the playmaker an awful lot more. And again, whilst the, the opposition is only children, basically, it is nice to know that we have that versatility and we have that option now where wing could perhaps step in if we were to lose Bannon. So there's, there's got to be positives there and there's got to be things that um, we can take from that going forward against tricky opposition.
2: Absolutely. He did exactly that. He did exactly what ben, what, what, we usually see Bannon ban and do. He pulled the strings and
1: he run the game, basically. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? That's nice to know. That's nice to know. Now, Steve, come on. Here's an opportunity now. Here's an opportunity. On, <laughs> Goal scorers on the day, Steve. Who bagged?
0: I, Liam Palmer scored. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, did, just just on the, the the whole sort of setup. Um, I was in, and I agree with everything that Simon was saying before, and uh, and I, I mentioned that it was it was an opportunity for us to go in and uh, have a look at whatever team we put out. We were going to play four or five lads, you know, these so called fringe players, the Corby Arnus We'd not had a had a chance to have a look at. There were one or two others that. And um, we were going to look at blood in it, you know, resting Bannon. Um, before I, I mention anything else, I thought Brennan at the bat was absolutely outstanding. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, not seen too much of him, uh, for various reasons over the last season or so, but he, he came in, he was a sword. Um, I'm not saying that he's a direct replacement for anybody in the back line at the moment because, um, it was one game against the opposition that we played against, but I think given, given you know, six months of. Blood in and playing with the players that are playing at the back at the moment. I think he, he will be an outstanding footballer for us. Um, he's going to be one of those lads in a couple of years that we move on for big money, and he's going to break our hearts. To be honest with you, so it um, was so much cal- calmer to watch than Dunkley, By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so he looked on the ball. Yeah. Um, he looked mature. Uh, he, he just looked a class apart. He's his, his touch, the way his technique, the way that he played football out of the back, out from the back the, uh, the other night was absolutely brilliant. Um, who scored the first goal?
1: I actually oh, can't remember. Silasau. So, so, oh yes. shit. Debut won. goal, uh, first goal for the club. Win. Debut goal, Silasau. I had that written yeah. down. As well. he,
0: he was he was good as well. He was yeah. good as well. I, I, I had a total blank because he, the game only started when Palmer made that marauding run through the middle.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Where did he play? Did he play him up front? Is he an play. actual winger?
0: He, he, he was offside of a three. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. He, I, 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 I was really impressed by him.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good as well. I thought it was really, really good, really tidy. Um, I, I, I'm going to be controversial. I, I've seen a lot of stuff in the press about Corbiano. Um I know that he, he, he flattered to deceive in terms of one or two people's opinions in the group here uh, on Saturday. I didn't see a great deal from him um, in terms of end products on Tuesday. And I,
4: I, I that saw, made me he, think
0: that he's going to play a lot of football this year. He was only uh, on 15 minutes. With his,
4: he was only on 15 minutes at Morecambe and, and he, uh, me personally, I didn't see anything in that 15 minutes that that has, has sort of backed up his star rating from Wolves. Look, he's, he's been ill, hasn't he? Um, so he, he might come on, but he was all, he, he was, he was like that kid who does lots of step overs and then, you know, he looks really good and then there's no end product. Um, but I've only seen 15 minutes of him, so I'll reserve judgment at the moment. I
3: think a lot of young players in that position though, are always guilty of that because they're so eager and keen to impress with the skills yeah. and the tricks. It's yeah. only that bit of maturity that brings, I only need to beat that guy once and I can get the ball and I don't need to beat him three times. So perhaps it is just an over-eagerness and an over keenness to impress, hopefully. Yeah.
2: I, I think he just needs a bit of time. As we said, He's he's been out for a couple of weeks and He's only nineteen. He put, I, I know we're saying opposition. Oh, you know it's young when
3: Ben can say only before <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I know this what Newcastle under twenty-one, but he was probably young, still younger than people he were <laughs> up against. And he were all right. I don't think he had a particularly bad game. But I'd also agree with Steve. He, he didn't really create too much. He had, he, he had one good effort in the first half, Ant volley, which br- brilliant save by Newcastle keeper. Um, but I, I, from what I've seen of him, it's, it's not passing the ball quick enough and slight sloppiness with of his passing, which I think with more games, will improve, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, um, maybe I'm doing him a disservice. I just thought, you know, maybe it's that silaso was that good. And I thought Della in the middle of the park as well was really, really good. He was really promising. Uh, the other night I thought he ran his absolute nuts off to be honest with you uh, so maybe... I was going to
3: say, Stevie, how did he fit in in the midfield compared to how we've set up in the, the league and how we've had our individual midfielders play? did did Beshiro bring his own style to the game or did he play a la whoever from in the, in, in the league matches
0: me personally watching him, I thought he brought his own he he put his own mark on the game itself. You know, I, I was always under the impression that he'd be somebody who sat a little bit deeper, would maybe break things up and then give the ball to other people that could play. But he ran and you know, he had, he ran with the ball at his feet. Um, he ran players down, he he ran, you know, he was he, he was more a box to box than somebody who'd sit and hold. So you know the cliche these days is that that, that classic. I want to play CDM, the Makaleli role. Um, We've not signed him for that. He, mm-hmm. You know, oh, he's he's not he's not turning out to play CDM. He, he's a box to box. Easy 2021 Carlton Palmer, as far as I'm concerned. He gets about <laughs> um his, his end product was, you know, he, every time he got a sight at goal, he was taking shots. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't hitting the target. But, you know, he, 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 he was an aggressive player on Tuesday night and I thought he did really, really well. Different to wing, different to Byers different to Bannon. Um, probably, out of the players that I've seen this season, um, I'd, I'd liken him more to uh, Adoniran than anybody else, to be honest with you. But, yeah. Um, no, no complaints at all, and again, it, it, it goes to speak to speech, the strength and depth that we've got in the squad, really.
1: Amazing, amazing. So, uh, Liam Palmer, Marvin Johnson, and uh, Cilla Sal getting on the score sheet. Uh, Palmer putting it away, and every time I uh, every time Liam Palmer does anything now, I just tag you in it, Steve. I find it like you know what I mean. I, <laughs> I feel like it the uh, um... we
2: nearly on a hat trick as well. He hit the bar, yeah, as yeah. Well. Yeah. brilliant, brilliant, I, absolutely brilliant. I can I
4: see. see- that at half term, um, at Liam Palmer's uh, soccer school, up at goals, that there'll, there'll be all these kids, and then there'll be Steve there. On his knees, pretending to be really short. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, hello. My name is Steve, and I am five years old. Okay, so um, there was I, I, I uh, in the same week. But uh, unfortunately, I know some people have uh, have taken delight in this. There was an article today of Osarze Ergahide, um, ex-Sheffield Wednesday player, you know, great prospect for the future getting snaffled by Celtic, uh, thanks to Tony Pulis' coaching staff, uh, that he's not going to make it into the team because he's not training well. Now, as much as we're going to take delight in that, I, you know, I, I wish the kid well, and I hope, he does, I hope he does all right, and I hope he breaks in soon. But in the same week that this has been released. We've also signed, done another signing. We do what we want. We sign who we like, you know what I mean? And um, uh, back from the West Brom days, uh, Darren Moore got his friend, Saido Berahino. Um, a, you know, at one point, was an established Premier League striker. Uh, I popped out a tweet on the TWW Cast Twitter account saying if we were to sign somebody on transfer deadline day, what position would you want? And striker was very much the, uh, the winner. And, and I thought we were okay in that position with the, with the attacking players we've got. But no, we want more strikers. Um, who knows anything about him, lads? Well,
2: going off like, what we all know about him from five or six years ago... It was worth, you know, valued at 20, 25 million. Spurs were
3: supposed to be so yeah. close. They were having him as their future leading light before Harry Kane was a Hurricane, and obviously life got in the way with him. But if that, if that, if any of that talent's still there, this can't, this can't be bad business, can it? This has got to be a calculated gamble. That's with more and his knowledge. It's, it's mental, bad. right? It is mental. It is, it, is, it is properly mental. But if anyone's going get, to get a tune out of him, why not? We, we've, we've tried this whole uh, attitude before where we've signed players that sound a bit mental, like Francis Jeffers, and it's, it's not going very well. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe just this time. I don't know.
1: Nobody knows, did he? <laughs> has, has, is anybody all like, I think he's going to be mint. I think he's going to be great. Nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows what's happening.
0: We don't from, know.
4: What, from what i've read is darren moore's kept in contact with him and he, he he's actually kept in dialogue with him through since he's left since he's left wef, west brom and the guy the guy has come to to wednesday on a on a reduced wages because darren moore's our manager he's persuaded him to come he's come on he's come on i don't know how much he's been paid but vastly reduced wages to what he's on um but he, I think he I think like you say, if, if anybody can get a tune out of him, it's going to be Darren Moore. What well, they signed him on. Is it two year,
1: two year contract? Oh, we signed um, him properly. We haven't loaned him. They
3: yeah, no, haven't disclosed how much paid or how long the contract is. It's it's all right. a bit kind of I, like, I can see Fudge doing his to voice in a minute because <laughs> how much?
2: what's it costing us? It's a free transfer though.
4: And, and is it. he is he not only 29 as well? Yeah, twenty eight, I think twenty eight. So God, mate, if if they if Darren Moore can get him and turn him into what half the striker he was, crap,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? If we can get him the ball, he might be able to put it in the back of the net, you know, like like we couldn't do it against Moore. It, it might be the player we're missing. Um, and and to have a battle for that for that centre forward strike, uh, you know. Shirt with Lee Gregory isn't going to be the worst thing to ever happen, right? That can't be too bad. That's not. they've
3: got to be different styles of players as well. And if you think mm-hmm. about it, for the the opposition's point of view, whoever we're facing, if if you think you're setting your defence up to have be battered by a Lee Gregory of the world. And then all of a sudden we go, nah, do you know something? We're going to put Berrino in. Instead. Yeah, now you've got to
1: chase him around. What? Come so, on,
3: that's, so, that's so difficult. And then obviously, if there's going to be fixture congestion as the season goes on, to have that flexibility to say, well, look, we can play Gregory for 70 minutes if he's feeling his hamstring or whatever. Or we can pop out on, you know, something like Berrino. If we can keep him
2: fit and he can turn into a player. There's just... <sighs> I I saw something with Wednesday's attacking options on July the 1st and it was Windass, Patterson and Green. And then Wednesday's (laughs) Wednesday's attacking options on September the 1st, Windass, Patterson, Mm -hmm. Chideepo, Corbinew and 13 (laughs) more. Basically
3: the entire cast of So Solid crew and some more, that's how many strikers we've got now. But that's, that's a good point that Ben's just said, that's, that's not even including the fact that Windas hasn't came back yet. Yeah, Again, no. as yet another option.
2: Shadipo has yeah. not kicked should well. Shadipo
1: as well, minutes yeah. Against field I, uh, I, I need to mention, actually, Windas. So um, I'm excited to see Windas in League One because I think it's going to be a cakewalk for him. I'm going to be really impressed to see him go and, and and have a run at these defenders and and tell them to shut their effing mouth. You know what I mean. I really want to. I really want to see how that goes off. But I, uh, I need to shout out to somebody here on Twitter, and um, and it was a guy that said, uh, "If Dean Windus, um if Dean Windus still plays for us by, by the time the transfer window closes, I'll give hundred quid to Shay's triathlon." And uh, and he did. He did. He did it. And, and I'll dig out his name at some point. I'll find it out. But fair play, like you know, uh, whoever you are right now, I'll mention it. You know, at the, at the back end of the at uh, the back end of the show. But um, you mean Josh Windus? Oh Jesus! Do you know what I've been doing it? i thought I've been doing thought, it all The joke to start. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even a gag. I just fucked it up. No, you know what I mean. It was the same last week when I thought we were playing away at Newcastle. Like you know, what I, mean? <laughs> and I just you know, I I work in a boozer. I drink a lot. You're good for more than a week
0: at the minute, you. you're good for more than a week at the minute. No, Blackburn
3: Rovers are the week, aren't they? Yeah. Rovers, that's yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we've, we've played Blackburn Rovers away at Newcastle and now this we've signed 60-year-old oh being with us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a lot of walking. He's a lot fit than he was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right then. So uh, there's not really much else to talk about, lads, unless there's something you want to bring to the table. We have only done half an hour. I'm, I'm worried about the, the listeners. You know what I mean? It's going to end early. I'm like, well, I'm bereft of things to chat about.
4: Well, um, social media took a little bit of a turn to previous uh Dismalness when uh, it was announced that Massimo Luongo is going to be out for a while. With an yes. injury, And everybody blamed him. It was his fault he's injured. He's rubbish because he's injured himself. Like he's just gone, you know, he's gone into his wife. Don't want to play for Wednesday for a few months. Kick me. You know, it, it, the, <laughs> the poor lad was probably one of the best players against Rotherham. I believe yeah. he injured himself towards the last five, 10 minutes and he's going to be out for quite some time. And it is, is not
2: because I saw something that Darren Moore said hopefully it's going to be weeks and not months.
4: Right. Well, let's hope so. Because yeah, the, be I've, big I've, big the big lad big. is a really, really nice bloke. I've met him a couple of times, and all he wants to do is play football. Um, he's a typical Aussie lad, and and he's shown when he has played and when he is fit that he is a good player for Sheffield Wednesday, and he'll tear this league up if he can stay fit. And it isn't his fault that he's injured. So those people on Twitter and whatever, just wind your neck in and grow up. Come on. He never
2: had an injury before he came to Elland either. Did he not? No. Yeah. Well, never been significantly injured.
1: Well, I tell you what. Actually, I brought this up on the show before. There was a uh, there was a chap uh, who I go drinking with. or used to a few years ago, and he uh, and he went to Arsenal. I, I think I've told you this story before. He went to Arsenal and he said, "Listen, if you keep training on this training ground." These players are going to injure themselves because of the. Uh, it was literally like astro turf on concrete. The world, that's what what's been
2: said about okay. and that's
1: what we've got. And uh, and, and look, when you look at players like Kieran Lee and Gary Hooper and the issues that they had, and I, th- I think Bannon was out for a significant amount of time, and then there was that time where we had every player of our first team out. You kind of want to go, Dapon, can we spend some money on the uh, on the training pitch here because Mans are getting injured. Do you know what I mean? And and you're right, like Luongo, I think it's not his fault that he's injured. It's it, it's it's a it's a it's a perfect storm of circumstance of him of him getting injured. And and, and to give him shite about it on social media just to me seems mental. It's yeah, not like yeah. it's not like Alman Abdi, who just was literally on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what I, think, I mean? I think the thing with um, you know to to sort of give Luongo his due. Um I saw um was it Alex I think has done the same House and they're saying they picked their, their best eleven from the um from all the players that would be available if everybody was fit and they both stuck longer in there. And when you yeah, think man. that we've been sitting in now for a month talking about Adam Aaron, we've been talking about wing, we've been talking about buyers. Um I know that Bannon can be quite marmite at times and you know it can be quite divisive because of you know the way that he plays and the influence that he has on the team, but I don't think there's many people that would disagree that Bannon is the first name on the team sheet. Whether you you rate him or not, he's such an influential player, um, and I think he's he's an absolute talisman to be honest with you. But um, I don't have Luongo too far behind him to be honest with you. He, we 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 pay big money for him. He's he's on reasonable wages. In, you know, he's not on Jordan Rhodes money, but he's, he's on. A, I bet he's on a decent mark in relation to the rest of the squad at the moment. Um, and I think when he's on it and when he's playing, he's he, he's worth every penny in relative terms, to be honest with you. So I, I've got no argument with Luongo. When he's fit, coming back in, He's I, I think he's going to be a massive player for us.
1: So I'll tell you what then, put yourself in Darren Moore's shoes. steep. So you've got, in that centre midfield, you've got Bannon, you've got Luongo. Let's say they're all fit for, for shits and gigs. And then you've got Wing, then you've got, uh, oh, come on, Ben, help me out, pal. I'm an old man. I used to know this in, you know, I could tell you about Ryan Jones and John Sherry.
3: We've
1: got Dean Windass. We've got Dean Windass. He's there. <laughs> well, He's in with it. And <laughs> as well. So go on.
2: Who, who we got who we got, Ben? Sorry, list them out. Ooh, so Wing, Byers, Bannon, Adeniran, Luongo, Gr- Delibashiru,
0: um, Brown,
1: Brown, Brown, Wide. Yeah. Okay. So there you are, Steve. There's uh, 10 players to pick from there. Who do you... who What position? What, what are you picking? Are you picking two to part the bannon? Or are you, are you going to go with three separate ones? You're asking you... Steve to pick a team. I'm it's asking going to be Liam Palmer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Liam Palmer in goal. Number one <laughs> is Liam Palmer.
0: <laughs> it's the Nielsen remix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think... For me... If I'm more, I'm playing three because that seems to be his preferred style, isn't it? That, yeah. that, that's why he's signed the players that he's signed and that's why we've got the squad that we've got. Because he likes the way that he's set up uh, injuries and circumstances have meant we, we didn't set up like that against uh, Morecambe last Saturday. But what I do like about the fact that we we didn't have the right players in the right positions, um, he has switched it up and he's gone to a plan plan B although we've battered and we've lost, but it, there, there is a plan B there. There is a second way of thinking. The way that he's assembled the squad, if you go back and, and listen to the things he was talking about at the start of the season, um, he was saying that, you know, the balance isn't right. That's what he said about the squad. He said this squad isn't right and he's torn it up and he's he's, he's recreated a, a team of Sheffield Wednesday players and a squad at Sheffield Wednesday. And he's, at, well, obviously not in his own identity, but you, you know what I mean? He's, he, he's created his team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's going to be a three with Bannon. Um, I actually think, and again, quite controversially, I think because I know that um, people are lauding Lewis Wing. I don't think there's a great deal to 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 have to be had between Lewis Wing and George Bias, from what I've seen of Bias. To be honest, send your
1: tweets to at Steve <laughs> <laughs> Um I, I, don't, I agree.
0: I have no
1: bias.
0: Say that again. Sorry.
2: I agree. I like bias Just as yeah. I think, buyers is, is
0: is very very tidy. Um, you can't take it all with um, it, in context. But I thought Della Bashiru for for, for the, he came in from City uh, at the start of last season. And we, was, we were talking about the fact that he was a little bull and he was getting around and, he you know, he's low centre of gravity and a, a strong lad for, for a teenager. And then he sat on the bench for a, for such a long time. Um, and he's not really had a look in um, this season either. And I, you can't complain, but for me personally, you know, it's that, that, that cliche of you take your opportunities when you get them. I, I don't think he's put a foot wrong on Tuesday night and I think he's given Darren Moore a real headache. I'm not saying he being be in my first choice sort of midfield three, but... You know, he's there and thereabouts. Um, uh, I probably would have Bannon. I probably would have Luongo in there, if I'm honest with you. Um, Good
2: job, otherwise,
0: rather than a Teckman City, Mont bench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 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 I think just for balance, given that you've got those two players, I think I think Aaron for me offers a little bit of flair. He offers a little bit of something different. I think Bannon and Wing are, are, are very similar which I don't necessarily think is, a, think is a bad thing. If you've got Luongo in there, that's a, it, it would be allowing them to go and be a little bit more creative and be that link between the back line and the front line um, and be a pivot around, then, yeah, I think Adoniram would, would be the third player. That would be my midfield three. I
1: think what I'd like to see is sticking two shit-kickers behind Bannon, two enforcers, and then watching Bannon play that, I think you kids call it the number 10 role now. The What, what, what uh, football manager players would call the attacking midfielder centre, or what uh, Sunday League players call cam central attacking midfielder. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Bannon in that role, supplying Gregory or supplying Berahino. Uh, you know what I mean? I'd love to. I'd love to see that. Uh, but I, th- I feel like uh, if it's not going his way, all of a sudden you'll find them the other side yeah. of the shit kick as we play behind him. I was going you know to do I mean? that.
3: Even if you, even if you free him up to be absolutely the free role, just do what you need to do. I, d- I don't think it would sit easy with him. I don't think he's. You just want to get involved too much. I mm. think he would just it would just drop deeper and deeper and deeper. So that's why I don't think you can play just two, two shit kickers there. You need to have somebody that's got a little bit of craft and a bit of guile so that he can feel comfortable enough that they can play the ball and he doesn't need to go back and do their job and his own job for him. So I think that's the thing. And the players that Stevie mentioned, that could that could well be on any given day the the best three central midfielders that we have for any given instance. But I think because all of them seem to bring a little bit of something slightly different, or there's a bit of overlap, it, it more can really set it up and say, Well, look, we can set it up to stifle whoever we're playing, or we can just we can leave it to the death and then pick a midfield that's just going to completely confuse whoever we're playing against. So to have that flexibility and have those different styles means you can say, Well, we're gonna only have one deep line player and a couple of people pushing further forwards, and it keeps people guessing. And that's gonna be a great greatest strength if we can keep those options available um, throughout I, I, the season.
1: And to bring this full circle, just like what you're saying, that's why we missed Kieran Lee and never really replaced him because he did do that. Mm-hmm. Bannon, Bannon looked behind him. He's got Hutch and Lee there and he went, I'm all right, lads. Yeah. I'm all right. Keep it up. Now, Simon, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Now, let's say, par play that, um, that the Sunderland game was going ahead and uh, Peacock, Farrell, couldn't play. So who's left and who would you pick? What's well, putting goal? Yep.
4: It'd have to be Wildsmith or Liam Palmer, depending on...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: During during the uh, questioning, I forgot that Dawson was on loan away. So, uh, you know, would you say that Wildsmith... Honestly, it's been a long week. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Um, Dean Windass in goal. So, yeah, so Dean Windass. Dean Windass. Dean Windass I'd,
4: I'd, I'd, uh, I'd give uh, uh, Mark, Mark Crossley a call. And, um... Hey,
1: listen, no, bollocks to Mark Crossley, because Mark Crossley came on this show and said, "You need to keep hold of Dawson and Smith. You can't let one of them go. You need to keep them both. You can't and be right look, all the time, can you, Dan? As you know. And now look where he's left. As the bloody <laughs> silly sod. Like you know what I mean? Right. Listen. So I need to talk about something important. We may have touched upon it last week, but I, I think this is mega, mega important. The uh, the contract extension of Dominic Iorfa. Now, Ben, he's been bloody brilliant, hasn't
2: he? Yeah, he's far too good for this league. We all know that." <laughs> <laughs> His top end championship, yeah, that
1: good.
0: I've got him higher than that. I've got, yeah. obviously got him higher than that. He, he's an absolute Rolls Royce of a player, and I know that. There, you know, there'll be people that will look at, you know, this podcast. And they might, they might tune in. They might go, "There's a Wednesday bias to what's being said here." But I, I do not. If you look at the players that are playing centre half in the Premiership at the moment, um he, he could line up with anybody from fourth to seventeenth. I think. And, and, and do a job and be a, a very, very good player in that squad at Premiership level. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. He's not the most technically gifted. He's not the most natural player, but as a defender, um, he's a hybrid of the modern-day centre-half and your good old 1994 shit-kicking centre-half as well. Um, he'll, he'll drop bollocks, but he's got the speed and the athleticism to make up for it. Um, he, he You know, he wouldn't look out of place in a Burnley or you know a mid-table side like that. I think he, as long as he keeps getting injured in and around transfer window, we'll be all right.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, so- like, that, that's like one of those okay. things that when, you know when it comes to like uh, what does everybody look for? Everyone wants a twenty-goal a season man. But sh- just behind that, every single football team's wish list must have. If you can have a centre-half that can cover the cover the ground, old enough to have got some experience, but not so you know, but not so young that the, no, to means a good age if you like. You know, it's with his pace with his strength um he's got his better years ahead of him tell me any club that wouldn't want him on on the books i'm not saying necessarily week in, week out but with what stevie's saying i i'm inclined to agree i think that you have somebody like him at a top top team and let, had another...
0: let me just let me just back on to that um <laughs> It's a little known secret that my second club is Arsenal and I'll sit and you know, I, I, I watch a lot of Arsenal and I've always had a, a bit of a soft spot for Arsenal, going back to the right Thierry Henry days. Um, I look at their back line at the moment and Jesus Christ, Dominic Ayorfer is better than anything that they've got. And I, they've paid 50 million for Ben White. If they paid 50 million for Ben White and, you know, people will laugh me at, off the podcast or so laugh me off social media, whatever, if he's worth 50 million, Dominic Ayorfer is worth at least 20. I'm, 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 you know, I'm absolutely telling you now
1: but let's not forget though Ben White is an absolute bloody dreamboat you know what I mean look at him he's <laughs> a good looking bastard like, you know what I mean now Si come on now, now I offer it he started out shit, didn't he? And then he got better, or was I, am I being overly critical? I mean, I, I feel like he's settled a lot more and he's a lot more comfortable. Maybe not playing with Lee's who are very similar players, might have given a bit of confidence or, or uh, you know, he was injured for a significant amount of time, which, which did play into our championship relegation season. But do you feel a lot more confident with him than what you did a year ago?
4: Oh, without doubt. Without doubt. Um, he, well, he was signed by Cabbagehead, wasn't he? Um, uh, he, he he came in. He had that sending off. Oh, Northwest, I think it was Wig, Was it Wigan or uh, Preston? He got he a proper bad sending off towards the end of the season. Um, I think he's he sort of had to cover for Tom Lee's because Tom Lee's w- was half the player of the last couple of seasons that we've had. Um, this season, I don't know of any striker who will if if they're up against Iorfa, um, they're not going to they're never going to get a ball because he's just got so much pace. And I think we saw that um, I think might have been Fleetwood or or Doncaster where they moved their striker over onto I think it might have been over onto Hutch's side because he wasn't getting a ball against Iorfa, so they put him up against Hutch. And I can't see a striker in this league. Um, being any 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 quicker or any better than him, he he will mop up every ball possible. Could do with cloning him and having two of them. Um, I, I've um, I've just become really disappointed in Steve, though, uh, finding out that his second team is Arsenal. <laughs> um, after Ash's night, kid, after Ash's night, kid last know, week had the bloody shirt on. I know. After 93, I'm sorry, Steve, but you've really gone down. I know fantastic players, don't get me wrong. Ian Wright, Thierry Henry, amazing. But they're still one of my most hated teams. Despite the fact I've stood on the North Bank and my mate at uni was a massive Arsenal fan. But after 93, I've hated them. And yes, I was going to say he'd walk into their back four because obviously they're in relegation zone at the moment. And if he does get injured before next transfer window, great. If he doesn't, somebody comes in from <laughs> at, least, at least 20 million. At least 20 million. At least
1: 20 million for Dominic Offer. We've signed him no, up. No. That's it. it
2: Just, I, I can't see us conceding many this season, genuinely. Although no, nobody... We've not.
1: only scored against ourselves. That's the exactly. only goal we could exactly. see. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And with with, with Hunt...
2: I offer Hutchinson, Dunkley. I'm, I'm, I'm not <coughs> Liam <laughs> Palmer. <laughs> was Dunkley injured on? Was Dunkley injured on Saturday? I think he's injured. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but he's the one I'm not really over I, I know. You had he... a good game against Rotherham. You had a good mm. game against Rotherham. That's what we are putting his right.
1: headstone. You know, we've probably
4: <laughs> selling two years. But we've got Brendan, haven't we, as well? By all accounts, he, he quitted himself well on, on Tuesday night. Yeah. So,
2: and, you know. and with Lewis Gibson as well, for me, with him being left-footed, I think that might play a big,
1: big part if he's going to come into the side. I'm very excited about Gibson. He's an absolute football manager legend. And I, uh, you know what I mean, if you bought it the last two years, and I'm very excited. Um, also, <laughs> right, so... The game against Sunderland is uh, obviously been postponed because of international call-ups. Not on our end because Sunderland had too many uh, had too many international players. <laughs> so uh, that one's that one's been pushed for pushed back. Now I'm annoyed because we've got a bit of momentum and I'd quite like to play Sunderland now while we're on a bit of a roll. But um, but that means that uh, our next game is on uh, the 11th of September and it's down in Plymouth. Now I noticed we've also sold out our tickets to Plymouth. And, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll call it the Raider Johnson Derby, uh, for example. And um, I need you lads to know, like, you know, you guys based in, in South Yorkshire. Have you any idea how fucking far away it is? Yeah, very far. like Very, very, very far. Like so very, during very lockdown, very it was part of my job to drive to Plymouth and Torquay to do these site visits. And it took me four hours to drive from Southampton to Plymouth. Now, if you, if, if you know where that is, four hours from there. Mike, have you uh, fair play to you, Sheffield Wednesday fans? You guys going down there, coming all that way, fair play, fair play. Because yeah, I, I remember yeah. back in the days when still, I was mentioning
0: to Ash, because Ash is going, he's got his tickets, he's going down there next week, isn't he? So, yeah, um, yeah. De- that, that,
3: there's that, definitely that, some people who bought the tickets before the at us. There's definitely, <laughs> <It's>, you, <laughs> you get so to Bristol,
4: far. you get and it's to all Bristol 50 mile an
3: hour. God, you get
4: to Bristol, and it's not exactly the nicest road, is it down the M5? And you get to Bristol and you go, wow that was a long trek and you're not even there (laughs) you've got even further
3: to go it's like what so
4: far it's like when you get to carlisle when you go in scotland when you go into glasgow and you get to carlisle and you went christ that a run and then you go shit we've got it again
1: to get to
0: glasgow i i I told ash to look into flying down yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's what happened so um so I got sent to go and hold. It was hold Pop World in uh, in Plymouth once. I got sent to go and hold there, and um, I said, "Oh, where's the manager?" And they went, "Oh, he's flown to Brighton." So it was easy for him. He was going for Pride in in Brighton, and he flew from Exeter and flew into Gatwick. It's so far. You don't you don't understand how far it is. It's it's easy, you know. London is halfway if you're going that way, but you're not. You're going to Bristol and that's not even halfway. It's 50 mile an hour. It's crap. It and might I am... even be
4: that the team actually fly down. The team oh, might actually no.
1: fly down. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually excited for the... Because I saw a couple on... Uh, on uh, After the Morecambe game about people stuck in Morecambe. I'm really looking forward to the Wednesday fans going, stuck in Plymouth. You know what I mean? And they're trying <laughs> to get back on a Sunday of all days. When they, oh. You know what I mean? Like, a, I'm really excited about it. So, Dave... We're gonna beat Plymouth, aren't we? What are you saying? Yes,
3: we're gonna win. We're gonna win two nil.
1: Oh, and then we'll see what Rayleigh Johnson's gotta say about that. What about <laughs> you, Steve? Um
0: I'm 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 normally known for having splinters on my arse, but um I went I went more for the Morgan game, I went two nil. Um so I'm gonna go four four. It's Ryan Lowe, isn't it? He's the yes. manager. Yeah. Um, yes. I'd, 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 I'd take a scrappy
1: 2-1. All right. All right, Ben. I think 2-1. 2-1. 2-2-1s. Dave's having it, Simon. You know, what about you? Are you going to be... Uh, uh, I'm
4: thinking, because they're playing quite well, apparently.
1: They're playing all right. So yeah.
4: I'm, I'm thinking 2-1 or maybe even a 3-2 to Wednesday.
1: Get 3-2s on, kids. Get 3-2s. Now, it's weird you've said that, actually, Simon, because my group of mates have got this thing that whenever a game is on television, always chuck a fiver at 3-2s. Either way. And uh, you'd be surprised how many times it comes in. It's insane. And then get on that cash out button on some of them, because especially when Man were are on, they always score in the last five minutes. But I feel like it's going to be a difficult affair. And given how far away it is, I'm going to go with one all. So, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm splinters on our stay. I'm checking Steve's mantle. You know what I mean? That's what's happening. Right, chaps, it's that time of the show. Does anybody have any other business? It's been a quiet week, hasn't it? <laughs> It, I was I was trying to, I was trying to do some research before we did the show tonight, and I'm thinking, well, you know, we'll we'll get, we'll get a good half an hour out of the Morecambe game. We didn't. You, should, then we'll, you
3: should have held back that the quiz show for reductions in the the club shop for a day Yeah,
1: yeah, I should have that on retainer for you this You need t- exactly to bring the true or
4: false though. back, actually, um, Dan. <laughs> you know, true or falses. Oh shit,
1: to... the true or falses were funny. Uh, and yeah. also, you will notice behind me, I'm sporting the new shirt. Uh, it's very sexy and uh, it is Italian made so if you're normally an XL get a double XL if you're normally a medium get a large you know that type of things that's unless you're spelt if you're a skinny chap you're alright
0: <laughs> so anyway yeah. thanks
1: a lot for joining us tonight thank you Simon, Dave, Steve and Ben management been Dan Fudge thanks a lot to Mike Constantine Wealth Management for sponsoring this nonsense and uh, hopefully we'll have something to talk about next time The Wednesday Week Five friends, one football club. And about six jokes they just repeat over and over and over and over and over. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting
0: your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health,